What's up, ladies and gentlemen? How are you doing? How are you living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Trees coming to you with another episode of Talking Football. Uh, Mr. Kiefer is out for this evening, like I have been the past couple weeks, but it's good to be back. And I'll tell you what, there's a part of me that almost didn't want to come do the show today with the heater that I've been on the last couple weeks. You know, I'm, I'm usually not one to brag about, you know, how good my bets are, uh, like Mr. Trees here himself. But I feel like the last couple weeks, my bets have gone pretty good. I've hit my three parlay, uh, my three leg parlay. Uh, of course, you know, the two times that I've hit it have been the weeks where I don't get to uh, the state of Kansas quick enough to put in my bets officially for the week. So it's all right. It's part of it, but it is good to be back. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving, safe travels with friends and family, and it went as smoothly as possible. Mr. Trees, how are you doing, though? You good? Thanksgiving was good. Family's good. Yeah, Thanksgiving was good. It was a great sports weekend for me. So one in all my fantasy leagues, <laughs> one some money betting. Jaguars with a crazy come from behind victory. Trevor Lawrence looks like him. I, I just gotta hey, say it. He, this last him. month, this last month, he's been unreal. Like even against the Chiefs, we haven't even really talked since the Chiefs, the Chiefs Jags game. Like he even looked good that game. Like it really wasn't even him. So um, and then obviously the Utes win every they had to have four games go their way over the weekend for them to make the Pac-12 championship game. They all go their way. Utes heading to the Pac-12 championship. I will be there in Vegas on Friday night. Ooh. Um, and we're taking on USC. Um, going back to the bets, though, you have been on a little bit of a heater. I feel lucky because I actually have a better week than you last week, the week before. <laughs> you you crushed me. Yeah. Crushed me. But um, like, yeah, we're uh I actually text Dan a little bit and I was like, man, all three of us had a fantastic week. I think yeah. we went um we ended up going 21 and 10 as a as a team last weekend. Wow. Crazy good weekend. Almost had the five leg. Was that last week or the week before? Where I mean it, it was, was just so week. close, it felt so, like so yeah. So we only missed the Wake Forest game, and Wake Forest had the lead with under two minutes left and allowed yes. a touchdown. Like we were under two minutes away from having from winning that. And I was telling Dan that we messed up because during that podcast, I was like, my most comfortable bet is the Florida, Florida State over. And then I didn't even put it in my three game or we didn't put it in our five game. Like the game I felt <laughs> most comfortable with. I was just completely fucking up. So love to see that. Um, <laughs> you love to see it. Yeah. Love to see it. Yeah. Made me so happy. So anyways, um, but let's dive into these games. We have conference championship weekend for college. And then we have week 13 for the NFL. So let's start off with Dan's. I'm going to just read off Dan's like his spot or his NFL ones. And then, or sorry, his college ones first. And then we can do his NFL ones once we get to the NFL stuff. So okay. Um, so for Dan, his college, he has, um, minus four and a half for UTSA, our UTSA roadrunners, um, in the first half. So minus okay. four and a half I was like, for the what? first half. Yeah. Um, he is taking USC at minus three against Utah. Um, so, you know, that, that's great. Uh, Dan, we had a great run as talking football members. You are now off the podcast. So enjoy that. <laughs> You've also um, cost us a couple five leg parlays, so time yep, is coming. Yep, yep. Um, he's taking Troy at minus eight and a half versus um CC, which I'm assuming is Coastal Carolina. Um, he he is he's been on Purdue all year, so he's taking Purdue at plus sixteen and a half versus Michigan. Good God! And 
I know, I know. I, I, I told him, I'm like, you're not getting me to like take that bet. Um, yeah. And then everybody knows I've been on Tulane all year. He is taking Tulane, Tulane team total over 30 and a half. So some interesting bets there overall. Um, overall, now we can go on to onto our bets. So let me hurry and open up the bets I have. Um, you have yours in already. I am mm-hmm. also taking Tulane at minus, or I am taking Tulane at minus three. Um, it looks like it's three and a half now, so I will change it to yep. three and a half versus UCF. So Tulane minus three and a half. I think that they played what was it two maybe three weeks ago, and UCF did win that. But I think Tulane comes back and wins this one. Yeah, I mean, it didn't help that I went against them last week and I got absolutely roasted in the group chat, read the message, and then forgot to respond um, to you guys and then dealt with just, you know, just what I deserved, what comes with it. Like, how dare I I bet against the rest of the podcast here? But, you know, I learned my lesson and I'm not going to do it again. So I am taking two lane minus three and a half versus UCF. And then I'm my next bet here, I'm, I feel really comfortable with this, mainly just because Clemson has just decided to – just almost give up on the season. It feels like in North Carolina, they've had a little bit of rough patches here. I mean, at one point we thought, Hey, starting quarterback may might be a Heisman favorite. That's kind of died down a little bit. I feel like there's not as much talk there, but North Carolina going to this game is plus seven and a half. The ACC championship game. Uh, Thank you. I'm going to take that. Like I have not seen Clemson prove that they are seven and a half point favorites over North Carolina with the way they've been playing lately. I feel like for me, honestly, this is a lock of a bet. Like I would put, this is nut cutting time. This is my nut cutting bet of the week. So I felt as good as you are right now on this game that I stayed away from it. I was so scared because I felt so confident in it. That's like, why I was going to have my nuts are getting cut off because of that. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's yeah, just nut cutting time. Ching! Yep, for sure. For sure. Um, okay. I'm going to take the over 51 points in the sec championship game between georgia and lsu um i just don't really see this game like 51 is a low total for these guys lsu has been putting up points georgia can put up points and i think that like this number is a little low because they just assume sec is going to be a defensive battle i kind of I kind of see these teams both like going on this little streak in like the late second quarter, early third of like, we just randomly get like 28 points, like in like a seven minute period. Once they kind of figure out what's working and they get settled in, it's like, boom, now let's play some ball. I feel like that happens every SEC championship game. So you know what though? Like, is it, I feel like the last high scoring one we saw was LSU Georgia when LSU was having, you know, that fantastic season. But I feel like, was it last year though? It was kind of dull. It was because the yeah because the it was Alabama Georgia it was Alabama Georgia and yeah Georgia like the in season matchup was like crazy high scoring yes yeah yep and then this one wasn't it's going to be interesting I'm excited to see especially with you know LSU losing last week but here we go to my next bet or actually you have another one to go for sorry back to back for you oh yeah yeah sorry I I'm going to take Michigan at minus sixteen and a half Dan you can take the Purdue side. Michigan looks so good right now. Like, what is it? 16 and a half. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to remove one of my bets and put that. I want that same bet. I want that okay. Michigan. Yeah. Michigan Actually, no, I'm not because I want that in our five leg. Actually. Nope. I'm not going to do it. I'm with you. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. Just bear with you me. Are all over the I'm place. not, I'm not going to put freaking North Texas versus, versus UTSA in there. I'll let, I'll let Dan handle those bets. I'm not, okay. I haven't touched them all year. I'm not about to start now. How about that? 
That's fair. That's fair. All right. So what are you doing now then? So next up, I'm going to go a little Big 12 matchup here. Kansas State, I'm going to take them plus two and a half versus TCU. Uh, I feel like that last matchup, it just TCU kind of got the better end of them. K-State has been playing really good football the last couple of weeks heading in towards the end of the season. I was really hoping Texas would get another shot at TCU. It just didn't play out that way. But I will say I'm happy with the way they ended their season playing against Baylor. That's all I'll say about Texas. We're on to next year. Quinn Ewers, please figure it out and quit being scared to get hit. It's part of football. Again, moving on, Kansas State versus TCU. TCU ranked third in the country. Time to lose. I mean, at some point you got to lose, and I think it's going to happen here because really I don't want to see TCU in the college football playoff. That's not just me being a Texas homer. I just really don't want to see it because I don't think TCU is going to get there and then be good. I think TCU is going to be like Cincinnati last year where they get there and then they get steamrolled and we're like, why in the world were they here? Why did we do this? We all knew they weren't going to be able to compete at this level. They've gone through the Big 12 roughly, and it's just like, nah, it's just not going to happen. So I think Kansas State comes away. I, I'm hoping for a win, but I'll at least take it right there at plus two and a half. Maybe TCU has another one of those special team plays where, you know, they hurry up and get their field goal unit on. They kick it, a field goal that's a game winner. That'd be good for them. But for me, I'm taking K-State, and then my next bet was going to be that Michigan minus 16 and a half versus Purdue. All right, so we're going to dive into the college football playoffs in a second because I have a lot to say about that. Um, okay, I'm glad you do because there was more I want to say with this Michigan game. I was stunned last week against Ohio State. I still really don't know what happened for Ohio State to just absolutely shit the bed that the way they did. But I also need to say, Ohio State fans, shut up. <laughs> like, Ryan Day has been a stellar coach, and you lose Seriously. this game against Michigan – you lost last year in Michigan. It was a different type of atmosphere, different type of game. This year, though, I don't think you can just sit there and look at Ryan Day and be like, yeah, hot seat, time to fire the guy. Like That's just ridiculous. You guys have a stellar team. You've been great all year, and you lose to Michigan, and you're ready to just throw everything away. Yeah, Maybe you should. Ridiculous. Maybe you should throw everything away because you don't deserve it because Ryan Day is a hell of a coach, and if you're dumb enough to get rid of him, some other program is going to pay him millions and millions of dollars to come be their head football coach because that's how good he is. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed on all of that. So, okay. My next bet, I'm taking the over 62 in that TCU Kansas state game. Um, over 62, 12. <laughs> Sorry. I'm typing it in as we go here. Um, this game hit the over when they played earlier this year and it hit with like 13 minutes left in the third or in the fourth quarter. Like it was mm -hmm. very high scoring and given there was no points in the final, like 12 minutes of that game. But like, that's why I feel so confident in this over, over 62 there. Um, my next one, you guys know, I have to get into this, this pack 12 championship game. Um, my, my head kind of says that USC wins this game. Like it kind of does. Like we we Caleb we Williams. got Caleb Williams, but I mean like fuck him, right? Like fuck him, fuck fuck Lincoln Riley. Like <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, my sheet right now has USC at minus three, but we're not doing that. Fuck it, we're taking Utah at plus three. Let's go. The we're homerism going, hits we're, again. We're going. We're going back to the Rose Bowl. Let's go. We're back to Pasadena. This time it will be most likely against uh, either Purdue? Penn State, Penn State, because they'll go because they'll go off of whoever's ranked the highest 
not in the college football playoff. So if TCU uh, lose, right, if USC loses, then they're going to obviously drop and Ohio State would move in, you would yeah. assume. And that would put Penn State as the next highest rate ranked uh, Big Ten team. Or watch it be fucking Alabama. Dude, oh, USC versus Ohio, or excuse me, Utah versus Ohio State again, a, a again? Rose Bowl rematch oh, would be pretty goodness. nuts. It would be electric. It would yeah. be it would be insane. Like I, I actually didn't plan on going to the Rose Bowl if we made it this year, just because I spent so much money last year and Bad. this year at Florida and all this. You know I'm gonna, you know I'm gonna be a sucker uh, and go yeah. for it. But um, shoot, there's something else I was gonna say, but I don't remember. But yes, all right, let's ride. Go Utes. We'll see you guys in Vegas. So you're taking Utah plus three. That's amazing. I'm going to take the over for this ball game because I think it's going to be a very high scoring bout, uh, especially in Vegas. So the over is 68. I'm smashing it. Just the performance of Caleb Williams the last couple of weeks. And, you know, I say the last couple of weeks because I've been able to be up late enough and watch his games. There's a possibility he's been playing this way all year. And I'm just not watching Pac-12 at night. Like I, it's 12:30. I'm watching U, uh, USC versus UCLA into overtime, or you know, get close to it, end of a ball game. I was like, this is way too late. I don't know why I'm up. I'm drunk off my ass. I should probably be home asleep. But no, here I am at the bar ordering another round as they just turn the lights on. It's fine. And I was just like, no wonder Christian McCaffrey didn't win the Heisman that year because people in New York right now they've been in bed for an hour. So Caleb Williams has probably been dominating all year. To be completely honest, I've seen it the last two or three weeks. It's incredible. I think he is probably the closest thing to Patrick Mahomes that we have right now in terms of just keeping plays alive, throwing just – I shouldn't even say the arm angles, just the different windows that he can put the ball in and then just like throw the ball around defenders over him anyway. And, again, it's people are going to be like, oh, the arm angles. I just think there's more to it because there's so much velocity no matter how he throws it. And then keeping plays alive is really like, there's no way to get this ball off or that gets this ball off accurately. Boom, there it is. And so I think it's going to be a fun ball game. I think it's going to be high scoring. I'm really hoping for it. So, oh, my gosh, excuse me. That's what I'm going for, the over Utah versus USC, 68 points. Was ready for some NFL? Yeah, I guess so. Sorry. Okay, I, I, here I, we go. So this next one, I just took the over at 68. For Utah versus USC, let's get to the NFL where I'm going to take an under. I'm taking several unders today, several as in two. Um, the Steelers versus the Falcons. It's set at 42. I'm going to take the under. I do not think that this is going to be a high-scoring ball game. I think it's going to be one of those deals where both these teams are so bad that there's just turnover galore. Kenny Pickett and George Pickens look like there was something kind of brewing last week. I'll be honest, I'm a little scared because I did make a bet, a pie to the face, um, on mic'd up that Kenny Pickett will never be a Pro Bowl quarterback in the NFL. The way he looked last week, if he keeps growing off of that performance, I'm taking a pie to the face at some point in my lifetime. Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett. I said he would never be a Pro Bowl quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, that's – wait, from last weekend? Like the weekend that like, – like you mean like Monday night against the Colts? Yeah. He looked like shit. Yeah, he did look like shit, but there were some moments there with him and George Pickens where it was like, oh, seems like there's something there. So if there's something that continues to brew and he continues to build a relationship with him and he can Got bail it. him out. I get what you're saying. That's not going to that's not going to get him as a Pro Bowl. And like we're talking you were talking. You should make sure on this. So I, I didn't listen to that or anything like that, but I'm just making sure you're not saying like 
he's the seventh alternate because everybody else backed out and he makes a Pro Bowl, right? Like you I said, you yeah, I said never. He's never he will never be listed as a Pro Bowl quarterback. But like what happens if literally like five quarterbacks just say no, and so he's like the seventh option. Like there's bingo, only, pie like, in my face. <laughs> yeah, he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. I mean, he's gonna get the title. It doesn't matter how. Then you're yeah, then you'll probably lose that just because of that reasoning. Yeah. That that's a mistake on your part. <laughs> Thanks. Like, you <laughs> fucked up. You appreciate fucked up. that. Yeah, yep, no problem. That. All right. Okay. I'm up now. Uh I am starting off with the over 50, wow, excuse me. Over 51 and a half. <laughs> you good dog? I'm gonna drink. Jeez, yeah, that hurt. I know I need to. Sorry. Over 51 and a half for the Jaguars Lions game. This game is going to be very high scoring. Riley, Jaguars are gonna kick the shit out of the Lions. Mm. Can't can't wait to text you about it all day on Sunday afternoon. And if <laughs> Jaguars lose, don't text me. All right, next up, we have the under 38 and a half. For the Broncos Ravens game under 38 and a half 38 is so low but every single game this year except for one the Broncos would have hit an under 38 the <laughs> only game they would have hit was the, the crazy Raiders Broncos game um so give me the the under on uh 38 and a half there Okay, I <laughs> the Broncos are just so bad, dude. I they're so bad. I yeah. I I'm just so, I can't. I'm so embarrassed that I picked them to win the AFC West. I'm so embarrassed. Uh, I don't think you were alone in that. I wasn't, but like it's I think just so no, no. I like I think I was there with you. I think I picked the. I no, you picked the you Chargers. picked the Chargers, but you picked Nathaniel Hackett to win Coach of the Year. Sure did. <laughs> yeah. <Yikes. laughs> oh, what a dumbass. Yeah, he's about to be one and done. Uh, yeah. Speaking of dumbass, how about the Colts and their time management? I mean, just how freaking pitiful was that last week? I don't care what people have to say about like, oh, what if they score and there's too much time left? Man, look at who you're playing. As much as I said about Kenny Pickett possibly being a pro bowler sometime in his lifetime, like it's just it's not going to happen. <laughs> they weren't going to march down the field in a minute and a half and score. It's just – Take your time out. Give yourself time to regroup and go. You've not been playing good football. It was not a good night. It is what it is. But at the same time, I think there's room for growth. You're you're trying to figure out how to win as a new coach, as a new play caller, as a team here that's been battling with the injuries. Jonathan Taylor's back. Michael Pittman Jr.'s back. Matt Ryan's the starting quarterback again. Your offensive line's still garbage. Your defense is trying to stay healthy. Here you are playing the Dallas Cowboys. You're, the Cowboys are favored by 11, but I'm going to take the Colts here. They're sitting there at plus 11. I think they lose, but I don't think it's going to be by more than 11 points here. So I think it's going to stay close. And in this next AFC West matchup, the Chargers versus the Raiders. Chargers are favored by two. There's a part of me that wanted to stay away from this because I bet the Chargers to beat the Cardinals last week, but I said I think it was three or four. Pretty much would have had my three-leg parlay in the bag if it hits. Uh, Chargers decide to go ahead and F that up. You barely get a win um, because the Cardinals are just that bad. But here, Chargers versus Raiders, I'm taking the Chargers favored by two. I also am taking the Chargers favored by two here. I actually really like this bet. Um, Fun fact for you on that, actually. I need to pull this up real quick. Um, The Chargers are five and one against the spread this year in away games. So last week was their freaking one. So God bless it. (laughs) So, so I'm feeling pretty good about that one. Um, let's see here. What is my next bet here that I'm going to do? Sorry, pulling up my little notes here. Uh, I'm taking, 
I hate to oh you have this bet too. Oh, okay. So I'm also taking the Browns. Sorry, I just kind of spoiled your pick, but I'm taking the Browns minus seven against the Texans. The Browns are gonna do whatever they have to to try to make Watson look good here. Like they're gonna do whatever they have to. They're gonna yeah. try to blow blow out the Texans to make him make him feel better. Um your show is still a shit organization, but like you do you. Uh Browns minus seven. Yeah, and there's a part of me that was when I bet on this game, like, you know what, the Texans going to have, like, some type of revenge on, like, hey, you didn't want to be here. You know, you left us high and dry. You put us in a tough spot. And then I kind of started thinking more about it. I was like, one, there's no one good enough on the Texans anymore to stop the Browns and the talent of Deshaun Watson if he's any good. I mean, I think it's been almost 600 days since he last touched an NFL football field during a regular season. And so it's kind of like, ah, still, the Texans are not that good. And two – there's really nobody there anymore that was there when Deshaun Watson was. I feel like they've pretty much cleaned house with the the coaching staff, some of the players. I mean, they've just they've had so much turnover lately, and it's not been good that it doesn't really matter. And even if Jacoby Brissett was playing here, I still would take the Browns, honestly, favored by seven in this ball game. Speaking of Jacoby Brissett, I think it was Kay Adams I put out a stat. No, it was uh, ESPN. She's a big Seahawks fan. She's great. She's on NFL Live at three. What's yeah, her name? Times. Help me out. Mina Kimes, thank you so much. She's so good at what she does, and she always brings up these points and statistics that you don't really realize are there, and then you hear her say, and you're like, there's no way that's true. You go verify it. Sure enough, it is. Jacoby Brissett has been one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL in completion percentage. I believe that was a stat. Over like the last seven to eight weeks, this dude deserves to be a starting quarterback somewhere. Like the Carolina Panthers, open your eyes. Maybe there's a possibility there. Uh, there are a couple other teams here with the Raiders. If you're deciding to move on from Derek Carr, maybe Jacoby Brissett could be, you know, a fill-in quarterback. There's a relationship there with Josh McDaniels. Maybe just kind of keep an eye on that little Justin Trees prediction here. Rub the magic ball. Let's see what happens. But I just like the Browns, they've been playing better football lately. And now that you throw in a Deshaun Watson, things are probably going to take off. If you're probably looking for, you know, a wild card spot. I don't think you're necessarily going to win your division right now, but if you can, go for it. So here we go. I'm excited to see this. I know that's probably not the right thing to say right now, but the punishment's been set. We're moving forward. I'm excited to see what the Browns look like heading into the rest of this football season. Agreed. Um, all right. I have one more, and I am taking your Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals at the over. Okay, <laughs> I'm taking, thank you. I'm, huh. taking the, I'm taking the over 52 and a half here. Uh, I think this is a pretty high-scoring game. Um, that like this whole thing with what Justin Reed saying that he's going to lock down Higgins and then chase comes back. Like it's, it's making this a little bit of fireworks. Justin Reed said that. Yeah. You yeah. You haven't seen that yet. No, I have not. Oh, just look it up. dude. He literally was on Twitter like all day today. Did not see that. What the hell interview. And he said, what's that guy's name? Uh, 88 Higby. He's, he's, he calls him Higby, first off. And the guys are like, Higgins? He's like, oh, yeah, Higgins. Higgins, Higby, whatever. I'm going to lock him down. It's literally what he says. Like, almost Son of a bitch. <laughs> and, and Chase came back with something. I can't remember the exact word that Chase said. But anyways, yeah. And this but, is on Twitter. That's where I saw it. Oh man. It's like a full video. It's not like it's not even a quote where you're like, did he actually say like something a little different? It's a full on video. <laughs> so love it. Lovely. Yes. Well, I can't wait to look that up. Ooh, here it is. 
Here it is. <laughs> As you're looking that up, I'm going to go into Dan's NFL picks here. So Dan is taking the Bills at minus four against the um, New England Patriots. He is taking the Commanders at minus two and a half against the Giants. That's an interesting pick. Uh, he is taking Miami at plus four against San Francisco, which that game is going to be also electric. Really excited for that one. Um, he is also taking the Chiefs, the Chiefs over there uh, that I took. So let me hurry and write that down. Chiefs 52 over. Um I realize I sorry guys. I should this is why we need to write things down, I think, beforehand, but that's all right. And then the last one, he is taking the under 43 and a half for the Colts versus Dallas game. Okay. I like that. I like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he I realized he did not give me his three-game parlay. So we'll just see what he we'll just see what he says. Um we'll have him put it in and you guys will just have to trust that it's right. We'll hold them accountable because we don't want them to get it right. Or do we want them to get it right? I don't know yet. I haven't decided on how I feel about those. Um, I will go with my three-game parlay. I'm taking the over 51.5 in the Jags-Lions game. I'm taking the minus two versus the Raiders. And uh, this last one is – I feel like I should – I'm going to take the over 51 for the Georgia LSU game. I will add my college game in there. Okay, so that's your three right there. My three is going to be North Carolina plus seven and a half versus Clemson. The Browns favored by seven versus the Texans. And then the over 68 points for Utah versus USC. I'm going to be honest. This is probably the most comfortable I have felt about my three-leg parlay all season long, which means none of them are going to hit. Yeah, 1,000%. 1,000%. That is true. Um, okay. Let's go into our five-leg parlay here. I'm going to add in the – we both have the Tulane game, and um, Dan has the Tulane over, so I feel like we got to put Tulane at minus three and a half there. Um, I am taking – there's one of my games that I like. Let's see. We both have put – um, we both have the Browns game. Should we do the Browns at minus seven? So I'm very comfortable with that. I'm trying to make sure that we're not going. Oh, you do have that in your three leg as yeah. well. Huh? Okay. Let's ignore that one then. Um, I'm going to say that I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable with the, the Broncos under 38 and a half. I mean, they've literally done it every game except for one this year. So that's going to be my one that I Here, say. go ahead and put in the Browns uh, favored by seven, and I'll put the Michigan game favored by 16 and a half versus Purdue. I'll replace it. In your three leg. Okay. Yep, in my three leg. Okay. All right. Okay, so let's do one of yours now, like that you really like, and then we'll pick one of Dan's that we that we like. The other one that I really, really like, I you know what I just realized? I, want, I missed one of my bets here on my NFL. I took the under 44 and a half Titans versus Eagles. I think oh, the okay. Titans play pretty good. Pretty good defense. I don't think the Eagles are going to be able to, you know, have as much success on the ground and through the air versus the Titans. And so because of that, I would like to put that here in our five leg, the under really, 44 and a half Titans versus Eagles. I, I really like that. I think it is a close number, but I the reasoning I'm behind. Um, and then Dan and I both took the over 52 in the Chiefs Cincy game. So I think we should put that in there. 
So, and that's one of those games too, where the last two matchups last year, I said easy win for the Chiefs, and they lost both of them at right. the end of the regular season and in the playoffs. There, of course, uh, I think the Bengals won this ball game. Uh, the Bengals really good offense. More Chase is coming back. Uh, it's going to be one of those games where I think they catch Kansas City by surprise. Wink, wink. Yeah, wink, wink. All right. Okay. We're, so we were taking Tulane minus three and a half versus UCF. We're taking the under 38 and a half in the Broncos Raiders. We're taking Browns minus seven versus the Texans. We were taking the under 44 and a half in the Titans versus Eagles. And then we are also taking the Chiefs Bengals over 52 and a half. So there we are with that. Okay. We got a few minutes here that I want to dive into the college football playoffs. So there's a lot of things going around right now that it's like, do should teams get penalized for playing in the conference championship game and losing? That's the that's the hot topic, right? One, I want to say, fuck all of you guys. This happened to Utah in 2019, and we weren't bitching. Like we were literally ranked number four in the nation, went to the Pac-12 championship game, lost to Oregon. And then we got stuck in the Alamo Bowl against you guys in, in Texas, right? And by the but all of our players sat out and you guys whooped our ass. Um <laughs> so also you do realize just, that go sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, nope, just no, the defeat in your voice. Yeah, yeah, all right, we lost, but it's whatever. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. If Utah loses this game, it's most likely gonna be Texas, Utah, and the Alamo Bowl again. Shit, rematch. A rematch. But once again, all Utah's big big play guys are going to be sitting out. I don't know. I don't know about Texas. I don't know like who they have that's like bull eligible besides. Robinson I don't think they really have anybody out. that's like NFL talent wise. So I think all their guys might play. Like this is our last run. Let's go right. ahead and get a ring. Yeah, and Utah's going to be like Clark Phillips not playing, <laughs> Kincaid not playing, most likely Rising not playing. Like it's yeah. just going to. It, it'll be a bloodbath, but it'll be fun either way. Um, B. John Robinson would be the only one that doesn't play for Texas. Because he could probably go to the NFL tomorrow and be fine. But yeah. like even then, it's like, okay, here's Roshan Johnson. We're exactly. Good. <laughs> you guys just have another guy. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so what are your thoughts? So like, let's say, so you, from earlier in the t- conversation, it seems like you're like, hey, TCU or and USC, if they lose, they're out. Yeah, I, I just I think that's, you're not going to let a two-loss USC in, and you're not going to let a one-loss Big 12 team in. So I think that's really kind of the situation that you're at where if you're the playoff committee saying we would much rather have Ohio State and Alabama in if TCU and USC lose. So you're going to have a two-loss Alabama. That's fine. And then you're going to have a one-loss Ohio State, and you're probably going to have Michigan and Alabama and then Georgia-Ohio State. I feel like it would be – I think Alabama – no, how, could Alabama, be, how could Bama, yeah, that's Bama what I was going to say. Jump Ohio State for not for not playing. So they would have it, Michigan, Ohio State to go to the championship. Yep, that's exactly what it would be. And then it would be, like, it would be, honestly, it'd be kind of cool. You have the two rivals because you'd have Georgia, Alabama, and then you'd have Michigan, Ohio State. You'd have two rivals going against each other to, to go to the So either way, you try to set it up to where you could get a big 12 or excuse me a big 10 versus sec matchup yeah basically making sure you don't have the same two teams from the same conference in the championship um yeah it's interesting to me like i don't want that because like i want new teams in the playoffs like i just do yeah so well i mean just what are they going for tsu what's the format that they're going in a couple years it's 12 right eight it's eight yeah i mean imagine if they did that right now I know it'd be so much. Then fun. you would get Alabama, Tennessee, and Penn State. 
Give me, give me eight. All power, all five power five get in, right? Yeah. The biggest, the biggest of the small, small conferences, right? Yeah. And then two of just like highest seeded teams or highest ranked teams that didn't win their conference. Yep. Which would be Alabama and Tennessee. No, it would be Ohio State and Alabama in this case. Excuse me. Yes. Yes. So Tennessee actually would not get in in this case. I don't know if I like that though. Yeah, I mean that it's like, like now I mean, that we even, said out loud. I see. You look I at the ACC. Point. The ACC is like where it's like, yeah, I don't really know if any of them deserve to be in there. Yeah, for sure. Unless it was, I almost want to say Florida State with how well they've been playing lately. Yeah. By the way, well, like, how in the world is their quarterback not getting any Heisman talk? I know. He's he's been so good. His stats are insane. Yeah, they really are. Like, actually, you want to talk about like you were saying guys like Mahomes of being able to like get out of get out of shit. Like what he did against Florida was insane. Like that was that looked like so Lamar Jackson fun. though to me. It it did, but like, yeah, actually, that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Just so much more um, legs. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But like, then you'd have people being like, "Does a two like in this case, like, if I guess if USC wins, they're only one loss team, and if they lose, they wouldn't be a conference championship, and Utah would be. So, um, but like, I I could see people having that same argument of like when you how you were just saying, does like ACC actually deserve to be in? Like, I think you could see the argument against the Pac-12 if Utah wins it because they're a three loss Pac-12 champion. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I, yeah, but, but then it's USC like, well, twice. we can't just have it be all SEC teams. So yeah, exactly. Because like at some point, that's what you're getting. Like it's yeah. crazy. Because like all of the Pac-12 are just out of it, right? Because like Pac-12 is like 15, 16, 17. You know, <laughs> yeah. like like they're all those that middle ground. This area, is the Pac-12. So. Like we almost just need to have like an understanding. Like, hey, these guys are going to screw up against one another, and they're going to come in as either like two or three loss team. It's just yeah. going to be it. Like even. Oregon State, I don't know who was saying it a couple weeks ago. They're a quarterback away. They get a good quarterback. Oregon State has everything else ready to rock and roll. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's in card alert. Keep an eye on that. Yeah, the Texas dude, right? Um, Yep. So, I'm sorry, we only have like two minutes left, but like, uh, I'm genuinely concerned that this weekend we're going to get an announcement that Deion Sanders is going to Colorado. And um, what's the, oh my gosh, I'm blanking right now. Uh, Greg Roman, the mm-hmm. OC for the Ravens is going to go to um, Stanford, go back to Stanford. What? And all of a sudden, yeah, there's rumor because Stanford head coach stepped down. Yeah, I knew that. And he was at Stanford with Jim Harbaugh. Oh shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. And like all of a sudden, Pac-12 has some crazy coaching staffs and head coaches. I mean, even looking at the NFL side, what are they going to do about Lamar Jackson? Yeah. If you're the Ravens. I mean, Greg Roman has made that offense just to where it, it works around Lamar Jackson enough that he's good. Like, I know Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, but, like, Greg Roman's had some difficulty getting that offense curated to be around yeah. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, exactly. So would be wild. Would be wild. Given in the end, I do think that Dion ends up going to U USF or Cincinnati, but yeah. and not Colorado. But like, and I Cincinnati hope so. would be fun. Go to the Big yeah. Twelve. Yeah, yeah. I just 
I don't want him in. Like, I don't want him still in recruits, like in the Pac-12. Like, just no thanks. Like, he's already still in the number one recruit in high school to his teeny ass school. <laughs> like, <laughs> like imagine what he could do when he's like, yeah, I'm actually a Pac-12 coach. Like, insane. <laughs> Anyways, all right, that does it. Good luck to everybody this weekend. Go Utes. I hope your team, if you're in the Pac-12, or not the Pac-12, conference championship, I hope your team wins, unless you're USC. And that does it. So tonight we've been talking football. What's up, everybody? Happy birthday to Austin Cunningham. He is like 72 years old now. I almost forgot to say this. I was holding it in all day. I purposely did not text him all day so I could do it on the podcast. I just forgot. We're adding it in late. Happy birthday, buddy. I love you. Hey, I appreciate it. You know what? There was a part of me that was hoping you actually did forget because I could not. I was excited to text you tomorrow. But like, hey, we're equal on forgetting each other's birthdays. Yeah. Nope. You nope. Thought. I've been waiting for it all day. You're I'm too adding good. this in. I'm adding it into the podcast. Everybody, go tweet at him, text him, whatever. I don't care if it's going to be a day late at this point. Go do it. Bye. Bye.